Welcome to the hex salon. You will all get along in the hex salon. Hex salon. Hello and welcome, welcome all to another hex salon. Me and Adrian. Well- we're here. You there, Adrian? I'm there. I'm, I'm just, you know, floating. I'm. We're floating, floating on the Dead Sea. Yeah. Frankly, I thought I'd see more dead people in the Dead Sea, but yeah, that's a bit of a disappointment. Not as advertised, Dead Sea. But we are getting a lot of like salt absorption. Yes, it's very healing. Adrian's snorting it. She's it's snorting. really good for nasal irrigation. Nasal irrigation. Yeah. Is it working for you? It's making me way less nasal. <laughs> no, I don't know. You sound maybe a little more nasal, which is oh, good. working. It's I working. Also, <laughs> I also like this. We're on the Dead Sea because we are healing the hag within. Healing you, the hag within. And we're going to heal our inner hags, our outer hags. I'm trying to get rid of some warts. Yes, yes. And then I, we're hoping to get rid of your warts or just simply rearrange your warts throughout the course of this hag salon. <laughs> we're going to start with a song and it's guaranteed to make you feel a lot better do Mm -hmm. you know why why because we have a special guest singer on the song her name is jacques jacques my mom mom. it's my mom everybody and you are guaranteed to feel better once you hear her sweet little voice because uh, it is the voice of the sweet mom that yeah that will heal the world. Heal the world. And then, uh, as if that wasn't enough, we could have just stopped there, but we didn't. Because then somebody named Adrian Weiss wrote a story called The Sandcastle. <laughs> did what? she? Yeah. Wait a second. That's you. It's you. You did it. You wrote The Sandcastle. People are building a sandcastle in your story. Look out. Look out, <laughs> Look everybody. Out. Oh my gosh. Don't snort it. Don't snort the sand castle, you guys. You don't know. It's the sands of time. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Then, then, after we're on the sand and we've snorted it all up, we're going to rush off to the hospital. But I hope Woo! you have insurance because the hospital is called No Mercy Hospital. And Jeannie Kalea and Julie Bott will be there. And you think you're okay because they're there, but they have no medical training. So yeah. look out for yeah, that. Yeah, you're going to need some, some insurance. Insurance at the No Mercy Hospital. And then we round things out. We round it out. There's a chit-chat at the end of the show, and it's with Julie Bott, our super fave chab. She's the greatest hag, and she is coming up with all kinds of ways to feel better. We've yeah, got, yeah. We've got a dozen. We've got... We've got a like a hag's dozen ways. Witch's dozen, yeah. Yeah. Like the witch's dozen ways to yeah. feel better, which is like the cauldron of ways. A cauldron, a bubbling cauldron of feel better tips, tips and tricks. Yeah. And hacks. hacks. Feel feel better hacks. Hack witch your, hacks. Hack your life. Self-care. Hashtag. Yeah, good one. And that—that's our show. We should just get started. We should stop. Yeah, because we're just gonna float on the Dead Sea now. We're just gonna be on the Dead Sea, getting rid of warts, snorting up dead people. I might try doing it face first. Yes, face first. There I go. Finally, there she goes. There I go. Healing the heart within. When you're feeling low and your words are slow and your arm is bleeding for no reason, just know I'm thinking of you. Feel better.
better soon. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. When you're all sick with a swiney flu, coughing up an organ and naming it Sue, just know I'm thinking of you. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. Tears are making your shirt wet. You don't know if it's day or night. Your fears are strangling your neck. But hey, check this out. I'm thinking of you. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. Not worse. <laughs> Feel better. Seriously, soon. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. Feel better soon. Thanks a lot. Like sand through the hourglass, or packed tight into a bucket or stuck in between grimy, wet toes. So is this story about sand and time. Sit back, close your eyes, and listen to The Sand Castle by Adrian Weiss. It never stops, the sound. You can time it, feel it rush through your ears, collapse down your throat and spread into your chest. Some of us get used to it till it becomes white noise, there but not there, never occupying your thoughts for too long. Others say it is a symphony, a perpetual drum solo of wave against rock. She listens to its pattern, the repetition of sound as she corrals wet sand into a pile in front of her where she sits legs apart on a giant beach towel. Just behind her to the left are three friends who sit in deck chairs by a bonfire, drink cans of Labatt 50, and pass around a joint. No one had wanted to join her after she spied the red bucket and shovel sticking out of the sand. No one wanted to make sand castles the way children do on long, boring afternoons when there's nothing but time and sun. But that was all she had wanted to do after night had descended and the sky exploded with shooting stars and the talk among the three friends had turned dark. All she had wanted was to sit in the sand by the light of a thousand stars and build a giant sandcastle while waves played a never-ending concert. Laughter joins the chorus of lapping water. She turns her head, sees the fire raging, the three friends just beyond its flame. They are naming stars ridiculous things like chicken and Tyler and pancake and Crichton 11, inventing new planetary wars as they do. It would be funny if she weren't set on establishing this tower of sand filling the cracked red bucket over and over again, tapping down each sandy top so the spread is even. She has already formed a base, a foundation of columns that she will build up like a pyramid till it's as tall as she is. On her knees, she carefully lifts the bucket and with one swift motion turns it upside down, centering it so its weight is leveraged evenly upon this base. She crawls back, slides a little on the beach towel as it gathers beneath her. Satisfied with the look of things, she starts digging in the sand again with the red shovel. The friends have grown argumentative. If she concentrates, she can hear flames crackling, one of them saying, well, it wasn't that funny, was it? And she wonders if they're critiquing the current state of the world's politics. 
Their voices rise like a wave, a crescendo of opinion that threatens the balance of the rhythm, till a crack of thunder shudders through the mall and across the dark lake, as if the conductor has signaled a rogue drum flourish. The fire's dying, and one of the three friends stokes it by throwing in whatever dry twigs they can find on the ground within arm's reach before the rain comes. They have moved on to talking about the best concert they ever attended in their lives while she tries to capture the castle's collapsing roof in her arms once the wind pushes in. The sand becomes sinewy threads and bit by bit, the dream of her ascendant castle comes undone in her fingers while the three friends sink into the haze of the joints exhale. One points out Tyler's position in the sphere of constellations, but the other two cannot focus enough to find it. She dips her hands into the gritty sand behind her, lets herself fall back even as she digs in her heels, listening for the turn in the symphony's movement, for the resounding reminder that it's time to begin again, that you can always begin again. Lord have mercy on these folks, cause they don't have any at all, and then no mercy hospital. In the future, not too far away, like pretty close actually, the world gets worse. Like, I know, I know, it, it's really bad now, but it gets even worse, the world, and weirder, too. Like, so, so weird. And sticky. Like, everything gets an icky layer of stickiness to it. Gross. But there is one place you can go, and okay, it's not a very good place, but what are you gonna do? The place is called No Mercy Hospital. Interior, No Mercy Hospital Doctor's Lounge, day. Doctor bitch, hot shit doctor wearing fucking cool sunglasses, leather lab coat, smokes a cigarette, and flicks the ashes in the pelvis of Skelly, the skeleton. Smoking keeps you skinny, right, Skelly? (laughs) (laughs) Enter Doctor Head, head of the hospital. Also has a giant bobblehead. You can't smoke in the hospital. Well, they used to say cigarettes were bad for you. Because they are! And then the air quality got so bad, they said it was like smoking a pack of cigarettes. That's right. Well, I prefer to smoke my cigarettes, not get smoked by cigarette-like air. Why are you here, Head? That's Dr. Head. And as head of this hospital... Oh, dumb Dr. Head, head of hospital. Your massive bobblehead. It's too much. Next thing you're going to tell me, that I can't operate on that vampire this afternoon. We have a long list of other patients who take priority. More pig lung transplants? I can do those in my sleep. Literally put the patients and the pigs in my bed while I sleep, and I'll sleep operate on them. We have dozens of patients with infected vampire bites, oozing pus. They need neck amputations. Stat, you are the only one who can do that. That's right, I am. I'm your hot shot, hot shit, shit shot doctor. And that's exactly why I gotta operate on that vampire this afternoon. It's not happening, Dr. Bitch. We had to open all the windows because of the neck-inflected pus smell, and your vampire patient won't tolerate a sun-soaked OR, will they? You took an oath, Dr. Head, to do no harm. I didn't have those monsters in mind when I did. Report to OR4 for surgery by high noon, or we'll have your coat and your badge swipey and your stethoscope. It's my stethoscope, though. I bought it. Why would you get that? Just do your job, Dr. Bitch, and put out that cigarette. As Dr. Head exits, Dr. Bitch calls after her. Hey, Head, 
This whole anti-vampire surgery doesn't have anything to do with all those vampires attacking your little cousin, does it? Dr. Head shakes her massive head. Ha! That's what I thought! You know, sometimes, Dr. Bitch, you can be a real bastard. Dr. Head exits finally. Dr. Bitch lights up another cigarette for her and Skelly the Skeleton. Well, Skelly, what do you say we do a little exploring of No Mercy Hospital? I could really use your help. And I'm not just throwing you a bone. (laughs) Bone. Interior. Abandoned wing of the hospital. Dr. Bitch and her trusty sidekick, Skelly the Skeleton, roam the darkened halls of No Mercy Hospital's abandoned wing. I gotta find a secret and dark place to do my vampire surgery, Skelly, or I'm dead. I'm dead. (laughs) Good one, Skelly. You are dead. LOL. Laugh my fucking ass off. Skelly wasn't joking, though. She clatters away from Dr. Bitch over to a dried blood-encrusted gurney. Skelly, what'd you find there? Skelly pulls off the crusty blood sheet, exposing a rotting corpse. Oof. That's a real uggo, Skelly. (laughs) Is Skelly... No, Skelly, you don't look like that. Your bones are spotless. You could eat off your bones. Thank you. Now stop being such a drama queen and push this gross sack of shit to the ground. I'm going to operate on my vampire right here. It's a perfect spot. Good job, Skelly. Skelly pushes the rotted corpse off the gurney. It lands with a fart. I'm sorry, skeleton friend. I hope you're not apologizing to that crappy maggoty skeleton, Skelly. I don't want to help you anymore, Dr. Bitch! Why are you so mean to all the other skeletons? Skeletons remind me of my failures. I tried to save you, but you died. And yes, now I've reanimated you and got all your putrid dead glop off your bones. I don't have time for this, okay, Skelly? I, I got a vampire. I got a... I got a... Thank you, Dr. Bitch! Dr. Bitch! Please report to OR4, or we will actually kill you and take your stethoscope. We are so over you, Dr. Bitch. We can't even anymore. Listen, Skelly, I gotta go grab my vampire. You stay here, prep the area, like, you know, kick away the fucking gross, I mean, you know, the... My friend? Fine. Yeah. Could you just kick your gross friend away? That's better. Dr. Bitch runs off to grab her vampire patient, leaving Skelly alone with gross skeleton. Hey, you may be gross on outside, but under maggots, you're a cool Skelly. Interior. Abandoned wing of the hospital a little bit later. Dr. Bitch struggles to strap her vampire patient to the filthy gurney while Skelly picks maggots off gross Skelly's carcass. 75 maggots? 76 maggots? Skelly, quit counting maggots and help me, goddammit! What are you up to, tricky Dr. Bitch? Quit hissing at me, you damn vampire! Skelly, hold down this hissing asshole. I gotta cut her open. I'm scared of vampire. I'm going to chew your face off, bitch. Skelly, you're dead. She can't hurt you. But she hurts my feelings. When did you get so emo, Skelly? When I died? My teeth will crush your bones. The vampire breaks out of her straps and lunges for Skelly. I will feed on your marrow, it's good as blood. It's not, don't listen to this lying vampire asshole. Vampire clamps onto Skelly's neck. Oh no, she's biting me. You're fine. Help, help, it feels sticky. Dr. Head rushes in. What is going on here, Dr. Bitch? Help, help. Dr. Head, I have things under control, okay? No, that's some big head. The vampire lets Skelly go and jumps on Dr. Head's big head. Oh, get off me! Get off my head! Dr. Bitch! 
Very delicious fat head. <laughs> Look who needs my help now. It really hurts. Get her off my head. Dr. Bitch takes out her wooden scalpel and cuts open the vampire. Thousands of spiders crawl out. Dig! Spiders! Spiders all over my head! Absolute stillness. Are you talk to me? I'm drinking big head blood now. It's okay. You're fine. But it's my head blood. Silence! Dr. Bitch removes the vampire's blood engorged stomach and replaces it with an ornate ashtray from Caesar's palace. The vampire releases Dr. Head's head immediately. How do you feel now, vampire? Like I need a cigarette. Huh. Allow me. Dr. Bitch lights a cigarette up for the vampire, then lights one for herself. Hey, can me and Gross Skelly drop a smoke? Sure, why not? Dr. Bitch lights up two more smokes. Dr. Head, though weakened by loss of blood, grabs at Dr. Bitch's leather lab coat and gasps. There's no smoking in here? And with that, Dr. Head collapses. <sighs> Dr. Head gonna be new Skelly? Nah, I'll do a head amputation on her. She'll be fine. You're going to need a very big knife for that big head. Well observed. <laughs> Just another day at No Mercy Hospital. Welcome. Welcome to another hag salon. Here we are once again. Bunch of hags. Three, three, count them. One, two, three. Adrian. Hi. Adrian Weiss. Hag. Hi. Julie Bott. Hag. Hag. <laughs> and I, Mary Crosby. Hag. Hagging it up. Uh, so this week, this month, this time, this time on Hag Salon, uh, because the world is, how shall we say, uh, on fire? Um, apocalyptic. Yeah, a, a little apocalyptic, uh, deluged with water, uh, war, fire. Yeah. We thought... <laughs> How do we make ourselves feel a little bit better? Because you know, we could, we could, we need to feel a little bit better, right? So we're gonna we talk need about... to heal the hag within. We're healing the hag within, you guys, and uh, we are going to share little ways in which we heal our inner hags at home. <laughs> and it all starts with um, television shows. Television shows that make mm. the hag feel better. Um, so many. So, so many. But some, <laughs> you know, a real, real reliable. Like, mm. I mean, I'll start. Yeah. yeah. Because Columbo, the detective, oh, oh. uh, got me through some very bad times this year and uh i don't know what i would do without him i owe him a great debt and it is just so soothing just the the epoch his like very humble ways like he's you know the coat just Uh, the overcoat the voice his voice, him stumbling around, acting the fool. <laughs> Meanwhile, just catching these, you know, supposed smart, smart folks up at their <laughs> game, at their murder games. It's the greatest. Just He's not the fool more you pretend to be. <laughs> He's the greatest, the Mr. Peter Falk. Mr. Peter Falk. God bless him and thank him for getting me through bad times. Does Columbo have a particular thing that he says that oh. helps you? Oh, 
like a catchphrase or just some way of, you know, sharing his wisdom? I, well, you know, he's so many things. I mean, there's his catchphrases, right? Where it's just like one more thing or, you know, my wife. I always mm. love it when he goes into that, where it's like, my wife really loves this show. Or, my wife really loves your books. And, oh, she'd be so honored if you would just sign her book. Like, I'd love when he would angle in like that. But I'd especially love it when he would pull out his little notepad. <laughs> and like, you know, and like, just like little scrawled notes. And it's like, he says here that you didn't actually... <laughs> <laughs> take that train and it says you took a different train and then the newspapers from a different time that's isn't that strange isn't that strange isn't that. that strange that's strange here i was thinking you know uh i also like when he would just pop up at weird points you know where he'd be in somebody's apartment oh hey just looking through your wife's jewelry <laughs> don't mind me I'm sorry to just startle you <laughs> A random uh, show up. Yeah, it's <laughs> really, really good. Just popping up. <laughs> so yeah, I love him and his little notepad, especially very good. I love his, his different eyes. The, the eye that goes oh, one yeah. way and the other. I yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass eye, glass eye, the glass eye. Yeah, like Sammy good. Davis Jr. Yes, all good. Really, people. I didn't know yeah. that. He had the glass eye. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Love Sammy. Mm-hmm. 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 You do love Sammy. I really do. Uh, Julie, what's your show that you watch that makes you feel um, all better? Well, there are several. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm like real low, like real, yeah. real low. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Great British Bake Off. That's that's gonna help. That's gonna be. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> You don't even and why, know. Why that one in particular? I don't understand why. Is it the <laughs> sugar? Is mm, it the, the sugar? The, yeah. The the raunchy double entendre British humor? Yeah, that, yeah. that's gonna yeah. Be slide good. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and the low low stakes, like <laughs> it's a cake. It's true. They don't win anything. They don't win. They win a plate. Yeah, they don't win money. They don't win, like, a prize. They just win a plate. No, British game shows uh, like that, there are no prizes. Even when Drag Race did the UK version, those queens don't get money. They get That's right. Yeah. It's like a rule, I think, in England. Yeah, there's no prize prize money. What a bizarre place. Right, wonderful. (laughs) So yeah, the the Great British Bake Off doesn't matter which season or which host because I love them all dearly. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, and the even like the um, the judges, Paul Hollywood is the same throughout. But you know, in the early years, Mary Berry, friggin' adorable, so cute. (laughs) Like what a treasure, and. (laughs) Then she was replaced with Prue Leith, who is saucy McSaucerson. Yeah, very saucy. Perhaps a secret alcoholic or not so secret. I don't know. She loves her booze. When people make a a little British village or something. Yes, it's like I've escaped (laughs) to the village. Which is my other comfort show is Escape to the Country. It's another British show. Oh. Is it it's a sort of like show? house hunters. Yeah, like so it's these people who live in England who like it's time to downsize or it's time to upsize because they're having a family, <laughs> but they want to escape the terrible city with all the traffic. No, <laughs> they, they don't know from traffic. I mean, aside from escape. their cars going the wrong way. I mean, really. yes. <laughs> well, first of all. Change your entire way of driving. Um, You'll find it a lot easier. Yeah. So yeah, sort of like house hunters where they go and see like little country cottages or giant country cottages. And you know, the complaints are really stupid. (laughs) One woman, she was like, 
looking at a house that she loved and then she was in the courtyard and she realized she could see the neighbor's house and she's like, oh, I'm really put off. Oh, no, this will not. Oh, I'm so put off. I'm so angry. She doesn't want to see the neighbor's house. So okay. want solitude. I could yeah. see them. It's really I could off. see the other house. How dare you show this to me? This is not country. How dare no. you? There's no escape at all. It's prison. Different side of prison. Put my eyes in a prison of staring at my neighbors. Terribly <coughs> yeah. put off. Put off. Put off. <laughs> so, that's pretty incredible. Oh my really god. Upset that woman. Really upset. Yeah, so all these British shows. It's British shows. Yeah. You know. Soothing. Yeah. And then their charming concerns. Yeah. <laughs> Just making a fine meringue. Oh. Being put God. off by neighbors. Oh. Wonderful. They don't have <laughs> any real problems at all. Zero problems. A blessed life. Yes. Adrian, what's your show? Um, my show is also British. Yes. And it's called Ghosts. Uh, And this show um, became kind of like my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like watching it, the ghosts, they're my friends. (laughs) Stop it. I I swear, it's it's a really funny... um, moving show about ghosts. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> That's cute. And now there's they... a caveman ghost. Is that your favorite oh my god. ghost? I love Robin, the caveman ghost. But I love them all equally. There's uh Mary, the uh the woman who was uh tried as a witch. <laughs> uh, there is um, uh, uh, Kitty, who's a, a, a Georgian lady, um, and um, oh my God, why am I? I I almost feel like I'm having a break. Oh, Thomas! Thomas is the don't forget your friends' names. Poet. <laughs> I know I'm forgetting my friends' names. Uh, oh, Fanny is a Victorian ghost. Um, Pat is is a, a scout ghost from the 80s. There's so many ghosts. There's so many ghosts. And Julian, who is from the 90s, he's a, a terrible politician. And the captain, who died in World War II. Who's the oh one who doesn't God. have pants? That's Julian. Okay. Yeah, he's got <laughs> <laughs> died with his pants oh. down uh yeah. that is so cute that, and it's like they're all comedians like they were from a like a comedy troupe yeah so um a bunch of them who stars the ghosts they yeah they were in a comedy troupe together and did a bunch of stuff i'm not exactly sure i haven't looked at their earlier work mm-hmm. but they write the show together um and it's just very I, it's it's the weirdest it's one of the weirdest shows i've ever watched because it is so there are so many characters and they're from different time periods and so the way they interact with each other is partly based on their own time period yeah right. yeah but they've like- also been around for like in Robin's case, thousands of years. <laughs> right? So he's learned how to like he's learned language in that time. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's very it's a yeah. Cool. I could do a whole PhD thesis on it. Um, will you that. though? Will you maybe just for my own <laughs> self. Have you tried to watch the is it an American or Canadian remake? There's an American remake, and I did try, and I just wasn't very interested. What yeah. is it? That's, it's just that's different. not to say it's not good. I it's just 
British humor is better, I think. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think you're right. There is something to be better. said for the British humors. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Being Canadian. It's like we need a little bit of their sauce and their little of the bite. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, Americans are a little more like family centric and a little more sentimental. Yeah. 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 Whereas hear that. British are like, oh, we'll get you. <laughs> We're gonna go there. <laughs> yeah so when i'm feeling really bad i i watch i go see my ghosts go see the ghosts well that's Mm -hmm. really good these are all like i feel strong recommendations for any hags out there (laughs) make notes make notes like in the middle of the the work day and i'm like oh am i gonna get through this and then i'm like when i get home tonight i can watch coronation street there'll be a new episode of coronation street (laughs) i get so happy yeah i can get through through today because i'm gonna see some terrible shit on coronation street (laughs) they're terrible street at the end of this some crazy drama is unfolding on coronation street (laughs) ricky's out of biscuits or i don't know what happens (laughs) at coronation street but oh my god i can imagine not so uh in terms of songs you listen to i've uh, i've taken to listening to the song lombada what's that you know lombada you cannot if you feel like not great and real tired but you have to do things uh put on the lombada the forbidden dance mm-hmm. and you it will lombada. just take, it will it will get you it will get i you don't there. remember this you don't remember the lombada it's big... like i can't pick i can't hear it in my head here i'll i'll, I'll sing it for you really okay great. okay i think it's in portuguese I don't speak Portuguese. Son of Fishana, on Portuguese, maybe? Yeah, you might be. <laughs> this has really brought out your Portuguese uh, hidden talent. <laughs> yes. Also, there was okay, a Lombada, Lombada movie. Yeah. There yeah. is a Lombada movie, which I haven't been able to watch yeah but it's something like the dance of sin or i don't know it's, oh, it's yeah. the forbidden dance yeah, i believe there's yeah. a dance that goes with it and it's like a dirty dancing but it's like he's dirty, dirty dancing yeah yeah see see uh yeah well that's out there waiting for you for you <laughs> both to it's listen to or watch the film Lombard. well i'm gonna yeah. get on that yeah <laughs> next time next time we're a little okay low. all right Adrian, are you listening to a song uh, right now? Well, sort of. Like, I did reunite myself with um, Neil Diamond's I Am, I Said. Oh, so good. But a very specific version of it. Which one? Which one? So on YouTube, there is a clip of him singing it on German TV in 1971. (laughs) Wow. Oh. And it's it's so intense and um sexy. What is he wearing? And he is wearing very tight pants <laughs> and yes. like a red shirt where it's like it's open and his hair is long. Oh my god, and I'm slamming looks, the title. He looks <laughs> sort of like he's like in pain, like he's got bags under his eyes, but he's like it's and it's so um, it's so sexy and he's it I don't even understand why he's there. It's an audience of teenagers who 
are like, you know, still and monotone and barely move, but it's an amazing like three minute clip. And that song is just the best. Ich bin expect. Thankfully, he's not singing it in German, but. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone who no, speaks but German, really... but I don't really want to hear Neil Diamond speak or sing in German. Elvis would sing in German. Really? Elvis would. Yes. And also the Beatles. They did songs they did a in German. They did songs in German, hey? Yeah. Yeah, they the Beatles like played in Hamburg a lot. Like when they yeah. were young. Come give me Dinah Come give me Dinah Yeah. And then oh, Elvis, I didn't know that. That's, that's interesting. Elvis did Wooden Heart. In yes. German? I love that. Um it's a uh, GI mm. Blues. Yeah. With Juliet Krauss. Because he was over he was in Germany, wasn't he? Yeah. Like two years when uh, yeah. he was Oh, like when he Germany. fought. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, well, that was it. That used to be a thing where bands had That's to he translate their luck. shit into German. Well, <laughs> Neil Diamond to... didn't have to do it. I'm glad Neil no, Diamond got off the German hook there. Right? <laughs> Thank you. It would be funny if all bands still had to do that. Now that would be funny. German version. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Oh, that would be amazing. It would be something. Uh, but that clip is is a piece of gold. Miley, you can buy yourself flowers. How are you saying that in German? <laughs> <laughs> ich, I... uh, Florin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Eins, zwei, <laughs> It can buy Anyways. myself flowers. <laughs> Florin. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> it's a lot of press they yeah. put on the bands. Yeah. Singing in German. That's great. Julie, what's your song? Sometimes... I have an ache that only the music of Burt Bacharach and Dionne Warwick can fill. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No, I had no idea. No, I know. It's Which... like one of my little secrets. Pull, pull up <laughs> to the healing. No longer. No longer a secret. What no, song no in particular? <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Uh, now I'm blanking on the freaking name of the song. Sing okay. it. It's Just the sing they, it. The one they sing in um, My Best Friend's Wedding. Just oh. sing it. I say a little prep for you. For you. It work. I just take time and all through my coffee break, break time. I say a little prep for you. you. And then Burt Backrack is what? He's like jamming away? Um, yeah, he like wrote it. And he's like playing on it. Really? Hmm. Oh, that is such a good song. That is a really nice song. I had no idea that Burt Bacharach was involved. Yeah, the uh, Elvis Costello did an album with Burt Bacharach. They get yeah. along real well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't he recently pass? Yeah, he did. He did? Mr. Bacharach. I feel like everybody has recently passed. I know. The other day Tell we saw that. a guy who looked like Tom Waits. Um, and then we, Mo and I always play this game of like, you know, so-and-so looks good. Like if someone looks like a celebrity and you're like, oh, Bert, you know, so we're like, oh, Tom Waits looks good. And then I was like, did he die? And then we didn't know. Oh, I I don't think so. That's not no, he, he didn't die. He didn't okay. die. Okay, but there was a moment. There was like a little pocket of time. You weren't like, sure. We just lived yes. in it. We're like, maybe there's no more time waits. We don't know. Yeah, I know. Because it seems like every other day it's yeah. yes. this person or this person. Tina Turner, Pee Wee Herman, Sinead. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sinead. 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 A person I work with, she's big into celebrities and everything. And when we were finished work, she was like, okay, now let's see who died. Like, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> she's just like, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. 
That's when, um, the news. Let's see who died. When, you, when Tina Turner died, so I was at work and I'm in the office kitchen and my boss walks by and he's like, oh my God, did you hear Tina Turner died? And I looked him in the face and I said, fuck off. No. <laughs> Into no. my boss's face. Because I, I couldn't, <laughs> my reaction was fuck off like i it, it didn't even occur to me i'm saying this into my boss's face <laughs> i was just like tina cannot not be here <laughs> this is what you get for breaking that fucking news <laughs> for telling me that news fuck yeah, face boss. Have... <laughs> sorry about it schedule oh, friday <laughs> dare you oh boy <laughs> uh, yeah those are very good those okay. are very, very good all right uh, so yeah find a song and just uh and yeah and play it live it just live play it yeah live, live it live in the song even yeah live in it for, just for a few minutes because that's all yeah. you have to do you do it's just you do, a couple minutes at a time It'll and then you're on to the next thing yeah. and then something else you could try because you know you can do self-talk as well. And mm. one so like I do, you can do it, Mary, 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 Mary. I, I do little cheers for myself. That's, That's awesome. really nice. Yeah, I do that. I like that. I try to do that and just do little, little yeah. things like that. And similarly, when I hear about uh, environmental disasters, I always think, well, at least I live on a hill. I don't know. <laughs> what good that does me but it's it's a comfort. You're, you're above it you're, you're above, above it I'm above you're it. above the stuff that's yeah. happening below and i imagine yeah, yeah i'm just safe mm. safe up on this hill yeah it's not, yeah it's not really a, a big hill i mean it like no you feel it if you walk like up mm. our street kind of thing you're like oh this is a bit of a hill it's not really that big a hill right so but it's enough have... to make you feel secure Something, yeah, yeah, a higher ground, yeah. a higher ground, higher ground. Yeah, that's it. Ground. That's all I got going for me. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, uh, apparently, I, yes. I didn't realize I did this, um, but I, when I hear something distressing or not great, yeah, um, something in my body takes over and I say, "Good times, <laughs> good times," <laughs> and to, to the point where, you know, my my office mate. <laughs> did an impression of me and she went oh good times and i'm like wait a minute is that, why you, is that an impression of me? me do i do i say that all the time and she's like oh yeah like several times a day oh no several times a day i was like good times good times good good times times are good it sounds like a self-defense tactic yeah. <laughs> right? Like you're just convincing yourself that it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Good time. Time. Yeah, this is and this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. The, you know, just, yeah. This is how we have good times now on our planet. Whatever yeah. happens. Whatever happens. Like yeah. in California, they are having a hurricane and an earthquake. And an earthquake. Yeah. Hurricanes. Hurricane. That's oh, good Jesus. times. Wow, yeah, I would be in a fetal position rocking and just repeating the words good times over there. <laughs> good Adrian, you'll have to do some spying on yourself to find out what your, your self-soothing phrase is. Well, this is the thing. I really don't think I have one. Yeah, like what? Because my, my conversations in my head are, are, are mostly negative. Okay. Okay. So I can't even think of a thing I might say. Well, but I could make, I could find one. Maybe together we can come up with one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then maybe everyone who's listening, you can uh, use this too. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is not just for you. Yeah, not just for me. It's for everybody. And it's to like encourage, like, like a this yeah. too shall pass kind of vibe. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Just like a So just... what could you what could it be? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh uh or maybe it's an image. Maybe it's not words. Oh. Oh, that's good. Maybe well, I used it... to use um a, like an app for meditation. Um yeah. I, should I say the name of the app? 
Yeah, yeah. It was Headspace. Headspace. And um, and the basic tutorial where you're just learning, it's like, you know, just think of the blue sky. sky. And you're having troubles and worries. Those are the clouds. But behind the clouds, that blue sky is still there. You just got to wait. Got to wait for the weather to pass. That's nice. That is really nice. But what about this? Yeah, yeah. A candle. Yes. Because I light a lot of candles. You really do. I do it like every day. That's awesome. Well, there you go. So maybe the image is of a of a candle burning, Uh and maybe the phrase is "feel the warmth, feel the warmth." Ooh, that's nice. And then maybe it's just to calm calm down. Yeah, and just be like candle. Feel the warmth. Candle. Feel the warmth. Feel the warmth of the candle. Feel the warmth yeah. of the candle. Yeah. The candle great. is burning. It has light. The yeah. light burns for you. Takes you, you out of the darkness. The dark. there's, this, there's this little flicker of light going, hey, remember me? I'm the light. Hey, remember me? Hey, remember me? Hey, light, <laughs> candle, remember <Hey>. me? <laughs> remember me? <laughs> That's I'm really still, nice. I'm, Okay, so we got it. All right. So there we go. That's it. There we go. That is done Thanks, guys. and done. Good job, everyone. Well done. Thanks. Well, I, think- I was thinking of a candle <laughs> burning inside of a, a pumpkin. Ooh, Ooh, even nicer where it like yeah. flickers through. Yeah, pumpkin, the cut pumpkin face. scary face. Yeah. Yeah. Scary smiley face, though. Yeah. You know? I love that. I love pumpkins. Pumpkins are great. It's almost pumpkin season. I can't wait. <gasps> So Can't wait close. for the sun to die and the <laughs> darkness to just take over the land and just the, the evil really orb in the sky. Fight! You won't get me. Fightful thing. <laughs> so gross. So gross. The nightmare of sun. Good times. Yeah, good times. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel like this was our show. I think we got a lot of good uh, advice out to the people. All right. Should we do a chant to chant out? Mm. And, oh, yes. and also everybody uh, or anybody, if you want to contact us, want to be on the show, you have things, you have insights, you've got spells, you've got, uh, you know, you're watching hag the show. Hag advice. Ghosts, hag advice in need of hag advice. You shoot us an email to hagsalonpod at gmail.com and uh, we'll answer you in a time, somewhat timely fa- fashion. Not like, you know, like right away. We're not, you know. No. Yeah, we're not, we're not that creepy. prompt. At, or, you know, we're not that, you know, weird. I mean, we've got day jobs. <laughs> we do all have day jobs. We cannot <laughs> keep up. But we will totally email you back. You can come be on the show. You can come yeah. Join. So until then, just feel the warmth. Feel the warmth of the candle inside the pumpkin mm-hmm. and see the pumpkin smile. Oh. For you. It's smiling for you. And then you'll oh. feel better soon. Good night. <laughs>